What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry with just one interview at Express. You have a connection to endless jobs, whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job. Choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit expresspros.com today to find a location near you. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T E C O V A S com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hi everyone, this is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and I Fund Women grants at South by Southwest. Thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Wind down with Janet Kramer, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, so I am very excited about this week because Catherine and I had the chance. Well, I mean, you were like behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Dying. (laughs) Dying. But um, I had the opportunity to sit down with Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, Ryan Clark. They're three incredible former football players. Um, They have a new podcast out called The Pivot Podcast. And I was able to sit down with them and have a a really deep, authentic, vulnerable conversation with them. And I just – I, the second I finished with their podcast, I was like, can you guys please come on mine? So I'm so excited. Let's welcome the Pivot Podcast dudes on Wind Down. I feel like 
I just got to I, I keep saying, I'm like, my boys, my boys. And you guys are probably like crazy. But I don't know. I just like, I love you guys so much. And I had such an such an amazing experience on y'all's podcast. So I'm so excited that I have um, you guys here today. So thank you for joining me and Catherine. Um, thank you all. That was so <laughs> much up, fun. <laughs> hey, guys. I actually get to be a part of it this time instead of freaking out in the background. <laughs> y'all, y'all have hey, a listen, beautiful relationship. We, we were freaking out for a little bit, too. Uh-huh. Why were you freaking we're, out? We were trying to get everything together. Alicia's like, you're going to love her. Trust me. It's going to be great. Right. So we're trying to collect everything. I'm like the FBI. I'm, I'm deep diving. I found out that you recently got baptized. I'm like, okay. I like that. <laughs> so we're checking off these boxes and it turned out amazing. It yeah, really it did. did. It was great. It turned out amazing. Thank you. I feel like Catherine, she was in the back. I could hear her sometimes go, oh, 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 is she going to answer that question or not? And then I get in the car and I was like, hey, is there anything that she's like, I mean, you know, and I was like, you know what? Screw it. It was a great conversation. And let's just, just, just keep it all. It's fine. It was great. Just I loved it. Well, so we, 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 uh, we tell a lot of our guests, like we have full creative control, so you can take out whatever you don't want or want in, but yeah, I'm, I'm for sure asking crazy stuff. So I was glad you were all gung ho about it. We had a real good time. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where when you start to edit, that's where for me, like when I do this podcast too, it's like, there's things of course that I, that I say out of maybe frustration or anger, or maybe I just talk to my ex or, or a friend or whatever. And then I go, Oh crap. And then some things I leave in and I wish I would have taken out. But then at the same time, it's like when we start to censor so much, then I just feel like I'm not even like why I have this to be right. Authentic and open. And then when you start to go like, well, then what's the point of having that deep conversation? Yeah. Yeah. I think what's, what's, what's happened with us and, you know, it's so crazy because it feels like we've been doing this podcast forever, but it hasn't even been three full months. And, you know, Alicia comes to us and she's like, you know, we're going to get Jana Kramer. And so we all are like studying and we understand like how deep your story was. What it gave us was an opportunity to show different sides of ourselves as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you have a great guest like you, somebody who is that open though, and somebody who you have good energy with and a great vibe you do kind of walk away like, oh my God, like, do we say that? Or, or did we talk about this? But like, that's the other piece of it is you want to show people and we want to show people that no matter how famous, no matter how successful, like we're just still all humans. Mm-hmm. And I think your story uh, not only, you know, was showed your human side, but it humanized us. Like three black football players are having this conversation and, you know, we're talking about being baptized. You're talking about the things you've gone through in your marriages, the ways the ways that you've rebounded. And so it truly gave us an opportunity um, to have conversations we don't get to. And so we were just we were so grateful uh, that mm-hmm. you came so grateful you were the way you are, because we've done an interview and had somebody be like, oh, I don't know about this part or take out this. There's an interview that like we can't even there's a podcast like we can't even post oh, wow. because they t- so much out of it. It's not even a show. It's not our show. Mm-hmm. And so we were very grateful for you the way you were. Oh, well, I mean, I, I appreciate you saying that, but I mean, it was, it was great to be able to sit down and just have that conversation, especially because, you know, in my mind too, I got to learn about y'all and because I've had such a, and I, please don't take this the wrong way, but I've had such like a tainted uh, image in my mind of a football player, right? Because of what I've gone through. And so I just kind of put that on like, oh, well, every 
football player does this or does that. And it's just so unfair to categorize you guys into a box. Like you probably do the same thing that, you know, this football player does or, and that's just not fair when I, you know, don't know y'all stories or how you are as, you you know, husbands and and friends and um, players. So, you know, that was really cool to sit down and kind of hear like y'all's perspective. um, And and I I took a lot of Mm -hmm. that as well. Well, no, it's, it happens a lot too. Like with a football player, you're not your your stories from the past are crazy. Like we went through them. Like it's some <laughs> wild stuff going on. But it happens. It happens to me all the time. I guess I'm country and I joke around a lot. And people are like, look at me sometimes. Be like, man, you're you're an intelligent dude. <laughs> and I know it's a compliment, but I I, it, I work backwards and say, what the hell do you think I was before you figured out I was intelligent? <laughs> like you know, what I'm saying? Pe- people do have preconceived notions of athletes, football players, or whatever it is. So. It's honestly great that we could talk, you know, we could talk like so candidly and you can, like you said, understand our side. We understood your story, where you come from, because all all five of us are from totally different places. Mm-hmm. But to yeah. have a connection, to have this small connections in life and be able to to grow friendships. I, I, lo- I love that part of it. Still talking to you after after the show, still talking yeah. to known people. Actually, we were in Nashville. And people were coming up to us. They were like, oh, man, the, the Jana Kramer, she, is she cool? She, is, she seems like she's cool as she was. And I'm like, yeah, she's cool as hell. Like, they were like, oh, my goodness, I loved it. So it expanded my demographic of fans just sitting down with you. And, you know, I'm sure vice versa. Like, a lot of people didn't know you that know you now. So that's the most beautiful thing about it. I, I just like talking to good people and, and finding those small connections that kind of everybody sees the same level. Mm-hmm. Can I say this? Can oh, here I, I was too? just gonna say, I, uh, Fred, how are your one-liners going? That real meaningful. That <laughs> I know, right? I, I, know. I love when it. I chime in when I chime in. <laughs> We're still working with that. It's still uh, it's good. Up what it's supposed. To. It helps create the create the balance. So we got the pro, we got the total, and then we got me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just how it goes. But um, I was gonna say this weekend, I've, I've been to Nashville a ton playing the Titans down there in the same division for years over my 13 year career. I never, never missed a season where we played down there, but I didn't get an opportunity to get out in the city. Uh, even when we came down with you, other than seeing Ryan in high form last time we were in Nashville, <laughs> uh, other than that, you know, I, I still hadn't gotten an opportunity to see the city, but I can see why, you ended up in Nashville. Mm. You went from Detroit to New York, LA to mm-hmm. Nashville, or? Yep. You did got I get it. it right? You did. Okay, Congrats. perfect. Yeah. I love Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this past weekend, whoa, Nashville is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go back. It is so great. Mm. I mean, the live music, the bars, Broadway right there. Yeah. What is it? Third Ave. It's great. Man, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, yeah no, it's it. it's a it's an amazing place. Um, next time we will make sure we can all get together. But um, no, I'm it, it was it was really cool to see how well received the the episode was too. So I was I was happy about that. Um, but I have to ask your guys' opinion on uh the what happened with Will Smith, the Oscars. Wow. Um, I mean, I definitely have my thoughts, but I just you know, it was one of the things where I was like, I, I want to talk to you guys about it. And um, something came up for me when I was watching your Antonio Brown uh, interview, which because now I'm now I'm a fan of the Pivot podcast. So now I, I watch him. And um, <laughs> it was something that you said, too, about because he was wearing his um, what was that? Kanye hoodie. Yeah, Kanye hoodie. And yeah. and I think it was Ryan, you said, you know, um, it's hard to I, I don't want to misspeak at all. Um 
So I, I, I asked, did he think that people could take him seriously mm-hmm. like that? Mm-hmm. And, and and the perception, right? Yeah, yeah. Because people see it, people see it a, a different way, and they don't necessarily understand that it's just fashion. And also, too, you know, when you're doing and saying certain things, and you look a certain way, people can't like the the visual is so important to people. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you think about the things that you've heard about people, mm-hmm. and then the t- that you've seen it. Mm-hmm. You know. And this is obviously not the same situation, but think about what we thought we knew about Ray Rice and and, Mm -hmm. and how see them as to what happened once we all got to see it. And and trying to explain to Antonio is like the the visual and the perception of those things is not necessarily always who we truly are or what we want to be. But you have to be aware of that, you know, and last night was but last night was absolutely crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, and I will, because yeah. when I look at it with, especially when I was relating, and there's no true relation, but in the sense of, you know, um, how, how I know in, Antonio Brown is like, oh, he's a, you know, he, he he's a great player, but is that now overshadowed by all of his actions on like the sidelines yeah. and the whatever? And so, and when I look at the Will situation is this, he's he's been working for an Oscar for 30 years. Now this is so overshadowed and and also you know the it just looked like the you know the i there you never should have abuse or any of those things and then it just was kind of like okay it's forgotten and he didn't even apologize to chris rock so i'm just curious what your y'all's no i don't i don't think it's going to ever be forgotten he would have the greatest night in television you know the greatest um war ceremony in, in, uh, as it relates to tv uh movies except whatever uh it's going to be a stain on his on on his legacy, mm-hmm. you know, on his his uh, you know, this award, it's gonna always be a stain. And not only that, you know, it's gonna always uh, involve Venus, Serena, their dad. You know, the reason he won the Oscar, uh, it's totally unacceptable. Uh, he later said, in this, you know, in this space, you have to be able to be able to uh, handle disrespect. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I also agree what Denzel told him that at your highest moment. This is when the devils will attack you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He should have known that beforehand. Um, I don't condone, you know, his actions. Um, I think that Chris was the bigger man mm-hmm. at the end of the day by not retaliating. I showed some extreme professionalism in that sense. I don't condone what Chris said about um, Jada, but he is a comedian. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. a lot of times they get passes on a lot of things they say. Uh, still, if if Will had a chance to do it again, maybe he does it in, in you know backstage. Well, now it. we all think it's a rumor. But let me holler. Let me holler at you for a second. Right, come over here. Let's let's talk. Ah, whatever. And then, but you know, still, I don't condone it, even if it's done that way. But there are certain ways to handle different things if you do feel some some aggression, you know, coming to the forefront. Uh, totally wrong. Really out of pocket. And uh, I don't think he will ever be able to uh, make right of it. But it wasn't that bad. Like the joke yeah. wasn't even that What do you mean funny. it wasn't that bad? It wasn't that bad. To make a bald joke? Like, I, 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 I get she has alopecia, so she, she has alopecia, alopecia which I can understand it being, you know, from like that's something that's, you know, hard for her. At the same time, it's like how many times have people been made fun of for 
their addictions or their, I mean, it's just, that's, people show up for the first five minutes of the Oscars to hear the kind of um, roasting roasting of it all. And it's like, it's, yes. And again, like what, what, what world would it be if some, he came in the side was like, Hey, like, don't do that, you know, and like have a respectful, if you're a vessel of love, like he says, a vessel of love would never get on stage and just straight up bitch slap somebody. But yes. right. Yeah. The I, thing I, is, I, it's even, even the jokes that we have with RC about him not having organs and like he has a serious disease that kills people, but we could joke about that. You can't joke about alopecia. How many lives is alopecia taken? <laughs> right. I have alopecia. She has alopecia. Well, okay, so, so she has alopecia. Yeah. So here we go. Yeah. You have it? I do. I do. I've dealt with it since uh, I was eight, 17, 18. Now I have not had to shave my head. Um, and I don't really know her reasoning because it's different bald spots, you know, and I don't know if hers is a little bit different or what. Um you know, I might not have loved it, but I also would not have expected my husband to do that either. So, yeah. I, you know, it's it's you know, it's distasteful. I agree. I don't think you should have made the joke, but also Will laughed at it, which yes, I was very right. confused by. Like he laughed and then all of a sudden he's on stage slapping him. So I was confused by it. And I guess maybe he just saw her face because clearly she was upset. She got upset. But didn't it seem like Will was in a bad place anyway? Yeah. Like after the whole acceptance stuff, it, just, it seemed like he was on edge already. Yeah. My problem is, is this is when you choose to be tough, though. Mm -hmm. Like they like like we didn't seen we didn't seen Will in some bad spots fooling around with Jada recently. Right. The the, the table talk, the entanglement, all of those things like this, the day you choose to be hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And also, too, we all know this, Channing. Like, I know in no place in America would I ever walk up to you or Fred and slap one of y'all and not expect to fight? Yeah. 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 You, you, you know who you're dealing with. Like he understood that that was Chris, Chris Rock. He understood what the moment was. And honestly, y'all, I forgot he won the Oscar. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, like nobody's posting about that. Nobody's talking about how hard this man has worked his entire life or the fact that he was broke when he had an opportunity to audition for the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And this is the culmination of that. Like, this is the climax of all of those things. And we are not talking about it. You got to think, right. bro. This puts him in a category with Holly Berry. This puts him in a category with mm -hmm. Washington as African-Americans who have won an Oscar. And we don't even get to celebrate that. He doesn't get to celebrate that as a culture, as a community, as a people we can't talk about that and our excitement, right? Our opportunity to finally feel like, okay, another time we are recognized for what we can do. I totally agree and echo what RC is saying. You know, we, we do, definitely as a black community, you know, these things are uh, few and, and, and not so often, uh, but Will is an amazing talent, but you don't get an opportunity to really, uh, you know, celebrate his night uh, again, it's going to be staying. The legacy, you know, of this acceptance is going to be staying. But I do commend Chris Rock, you know, just for being a bigger person. Because just imagine what it looks like if not only one black man slapping another black man or another human being uh, in front of the entire world. If we had two black men fighting on television, hmm. two black men fighting, that's just going to put us in a box mm -hmm. that says, 
you know, these black guys, they just don't know how to act. Maybe they don't deserve to be here. And quite naturally, those are, you know, some of the conversations that we, at least from, you know, our side of things, believe uh, uh, is what's going on with the Oscars for the most part. Um, because we do have some very talented, uh, uh, amazing African-American actors and actresses. Uh, sometimes we felt that they haven't gotten, you know, the, the, the recognition or the glory uh, that they or the achievements that they deserve. So uh, I can only imagine if Chris had retaliated. It just, it, it's a complete, it's this look multiplied times 10, I believe, if Chris Rock had responded. Mm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to give Chris some love. He, he stuck his, poked his chin out, took a smack, and then started talking about documentaries. Like, yeah. let's be honest, this, this man ate him one and just kept working. So I give Chris some credit for that. But no, I'm 100% what y'all saying. As a black community, all that we've been through, you know, Jim Crow in 64 and all the 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 the, um, the racial injustices and everything happens, right? So we take pride in it as a people, as a group of people. We take pride in any success that, uh, you know, at a high level with a black woman, uh, a black woman, a black man take. And it really, it, it did, like Freddie was saying, it just, it, that's what gave me the little funny feeling in my, the joke, what I say, and the joke didn't jump off. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't cringe when the joke hit. I cringed when I saw the responses in the crowd and I saw the, the social media interaction of what they were saying, taking taking the, the, the honorable night of Will Smith to make it into something bad for, for everybody that was supporting Will, everybody that was back in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air day, he was making them terrible rap songs. I was still buying his album. And now <laughs> you're, you're seeing him just put a, put a stain on his night. And that was the thing that got to me more than the joke and the interaction. As a 50 year old man, you shouldn't be slapping nobody. That's the flat out thing. Like at 21, RC, Freddie, like I think at 21, 25, you could still slap somebody and say emotion got the best of you. Even where we are now, I'm late, I'm the I'm the youngest one. I'm late 30s. We can't go around slapping people. Like you don't slap people. Seriously, there's nothing that anybody can do other than hit me first to make me slap them. Like that's the crazy thing. It's 2022. You can't just slap folks. That's the flat out human side of it. There's a lot more to it, but just don't slap nobody, especially on national TV, especially at the Oscars. There's a lot to it. You can't slap people. That would be, that would be my main right. focus of this. But like, that's the crazy thing is like, what goes through your head when you're sitting there before you walk on stage to slap Chris Rock? You know what I'm saying? Like at, like at some point you have to have the thought process. Okay, we're at the Oscars. The, the joke actually ain't that bad. And I know Chris Rock. I know Will Smith has Chris Rock's number. Mm-hmm. I'm does. And I'm certain that he knows that they can have a conversation. And now, if you have a conversation with Chris Rock after the show, and Chris Rock continues to be what you consider disrespectful, slap him in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, like, like really. Like, I, I understand what you're saying, Channing. Like, we can't just go around popping people. That's for sure. But even yeah. with that, if you have that big of an issue with it, have the conversation with them. If Chris Rock is like, you know what? F you. It was funny. I'm glad I said it. And I don't care that your wife have alopecia. Then slap it. But mm-hmm. to but but to to ruin to not only ruin that moment, but to do that in that instance to Chris Rock, like Chris Rock didn't deserve that for doing what was his job. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I have issues with people in the way they do their job sometimes, but I don't get to <laughs> and I, I was just, and, and slap me and punch me. 
<laughs> I was waiting for that. A lot that. of people are like, guys, like, this yeah. lap? <laughs> Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic, Onobotulinum Toxin A, and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. 
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Where do you guys think that we're at with um, kind of a society and whole with, you know, when there was the, because, um, and I, I'm trying to like, I want to make sure I get, and I use my words correctly with this, um, you know, when everything happened a few years ago, there started more of a movement, more talking about um, BLM and, um, right. and where um, we had some people on the podcast and I it's, I'm still like, I, I, I don't want to, how do I say this? Like I, I'm trying to learn and, but at the same time, like people are like, um, I think it was one of, uh, Mickey was, she's like, black people shouldn't have to feel like they have to teach us, um, what they went through or, and I'm like, I just want to understand, like, I, that's why, like one of my very good girlfriends is a, um, African American woman and Mickey Guyton, she's amazing. And it's like, I don't know what you went through. Like, I want to understand because I, I didn't, we have different and I, you know, and even, um, you guys know, Chris Spencer, like he came on our podcast. He's like, I am a football player and people, I go into my really nice car and a guy asked me if I stole it. And I was just like, God, I'm like, really, Chris? Like, I just, and have you guys, I mean, obviously like, I just, I, I would love to hear how you handle, um, and how you're kind of changing, helping change, I guess, I don't know the narrative or and I, I'm trying to like make sure I don't disrespect no, at all. Like, no, we get it. Like, I think I think that's you know, especially now since there's more awareness um, that has been raised. You know, especially in light of you know George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, like some of those those situations. It was kind of it was brought to the forefront more, and I believe that more than black people finally started to realize that there is a difference in treatment, that there is a a difference in in perception. And that, so I think, you know, what, what happens is now, you know, you, you, you gravitate towards different things that allows people to see you in a, a different light, you know, uh, myself working on TV and, and being a part of those things. I had an opportunity throughout 2020 to voice my opinion, to mm -hmm. talk about uh, where I felt we were as a society, to talk about the reasons that black people don't feel that they're treated equally. And I think it's always for the naysayers or for the people who want to oppose what we're saying or want to oppose this movement. I think they always feel like black people want to be treated special, right? Mm -hmm. That we want to be above the law or we want to get more. That's not what we're asking. What we're saying is the same rules, uh, the same opportunities, the, the, the same chances that everyone else gets. That's what we want as well. We want the, a level playing field in all facets of, facets of life. And that's truly what everybody deserves. And so what has happened for me though, um, you know, when we speak of changing the narrative is we also have to look at other people who feel slighted, right? Uh, we have to look at the way Asian Americans were treated in 2020, right? We have to look at the LGBTQ plus community as well. And so what I've started doing is diving into different things as it pertains to others, as it does to me. 
And I think you can't be against one injustice and not recognize that there are other injustices happening. Mm. And so for, for, for me, it's been about expanding my knowledge on other things, on other people. And if we can now become aware of how we're treated and also help others who are treated unfairly, I think that's where we grow as a society mm. and everybody gets that playing field level as they want it. I love that. Yeah. And Jane, I say it's funny because you, you were kind of trying to, you know, figure out the right way to say it. I just never want to upset us. I never, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, I don't, because I feel like you can easily say something like, oh, that's not what I meant. Like, you know, and I don't want to. Yeah. Oh, no, but that's the thing. It's something RC said it perfectly. He's, he's beautiful with his word, but he said it was a great point. But like, even that, the question for you to ask and want to really know, you know, like the Trayvon Martins, the George Floyds, like that is so violent. People are dying to bring something to the forefront, which it shouldn't be like that. Like people should want the Asian Asian Americans. They should want women. They shouldn't want yep. marginalization. They should want redlining communities. Like all the stuff we know is going on. The the um the 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 wage gap, you know, the different places where now, oh, this this person lives here, these people live here, they, like all that, it's 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 in black and white. Like we know what's going on. If you want to learn and you want to understand other people, ask questions. We yep. talk to people, we talk to different people. I talk to different people, styles, sexes all day long and just ask questions. Just get like, let me, let me get one thing from you that I could take and make myself a better person. Maybe pass mm -hmm. it out to my kids one day. And that's the thing. So asking the questions is where it all needs to start and really wanting to know the answer. Not saying, oh, oh yeah, the Black Lives Matter's out now. Let's, you know, let's talk to some black people. No, mm -hmm. what do you go through on a daily basis that I don't? Mm -hmm. Why, when yep. I get out, you know, I get out my nice truck, I get out, I come out and walk out my million dollar house. Why do people double, double take when I walk out my front door? Mm -hmm. I can have a nice house. Don't you have a nice house? Yeah. So just the understanding of that is what, is what the main thing. And it's easier said than done, obviously, because it's still going on 2022. People are still getting killed and racism everywhere. But yep. you even asking the question, Jana, that's the great, that's, that's how change is going to happen. Yep. Conversations. That, that, correct. And I want to add too myself that I've experienced some uh, discrimination. I don't necessarily call it racism, but I, I feel that I've been discriminated upon in certain instances, just being out in the community to the point where I, I myself, who's made millions of dollars, I don't feel comfortable in certain neighborhoods, mm -hmm. right? Because I know that it comes with a certain stigma and uh, perception where if I'm driving down, my, my license is valid, I don't, I have a great driving record. My insurance is up to date, but sometimes if you're in certain areas at, the, at certain times, there are officers in those areas doing their jobs, but yep. sometimes they, 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 they do more than their job. And, you know, if, if I'm a black guy in this neighborhood, you know, within, after a certain time, for example, when I was growing up, uh, before I made it to the NFL and all this other stuff, it was said, I grew up in Palm Beach County. You have West Palm Beach, you have Palm Beach, you know, but uh, most of the time people say, oh, I'm going to Palm Beach, but that's the entire county in a whole. But Palm Beach is you cross a bridge and now you're over, you know, Mar-a-Lago where Trump is and $30 million homes. That's the area you were told not to be across that side of the bridge after, you know, 6, 630 because the cops were going to harass you. And this was when I was a a teenager so even now as an adult although you know i carry myself appropriately i know how to talk to officers i know how to handle 
certain situations, I still don't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, because I just want to avoid those, uh, those things, those, you know, uh, encounters, uh, potential encounters. Uh, but we have to deal with that. You know, it's unfortunate uh, that we have to deal with that. We have to deal with a lot. Uh, I don't want to, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't want to seem as if everyone's crying, but it, the truth of the matter is we're going to get pointed out before, you know, uh, other individuals or races get pointed out to their own kind and, and vice versa too. You know, if there is a white person in certain areas of, of the hood, it's either, you know, you're going to get robbed or you're going to get sold, serve some cocaine or crack or something because they're going to think you're a junkie if you're in the hood, you know? So it, it, it actually works both ways, but I think it's more prevalent uh, as it relates to the, to the uh, African-American uh, minority communities. I think the, the, I think the thing that it is more than anything too, is like, we all have these biases. Um, I believe many of us don't believe that we're racist. Like, I think a lot of people feel like they're not racist, uh, but they're not, they're not aware of the cultural biases. And I remember years back uh, when some things was going on, Mark Cuban made this statement. Mark Cuban said, you know, and, and he took a lot of heat because he mentioned a black man in a hoodie. And obviously everyone drew that back on Trayvon Martin. Mm-hmm. But what it was, if I'm walking down the street and I'm on the street and there's a, a white guy with a bald head with tattoos everywhere, I'm going to walk to the other side of the street. And he said, and if I'm on that side of the street and it's late at night and a guy's walking toward me and he's black with the hood on, I'm going to cross back over. And what he was trying to explain is the, the biases and quote unquote kind of awarenesses we have of certain stereotypes. But the problem is in African-American communities, those stereotypes have gotten lives taken. So mm-hmm. that's issue. And, you know, whenever someone wants to oppose Black Lives Matter or they want to be on the negative side of of what black people are trying to portray to them. They talk about, you know, black on black crime, all of these things. It's about how society is set up. It's about those in uh, authority positions and the way that they treat black people. See, it's okay. Like it's okay if I'm walking down the street and you call me an N word because you're ignorant. I can live with that. What's not okay is if you run a business and you won't promote black people or you won't, if, if, even if it's women, or you won't give them the same opportunity. Like that's the discrimination and racism, right? The, the, the racism is if, 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 you're, if you're a judge and a black person is accused of a crime or convicted of a crime and they get a harsher sentence than a white person would get. Right. Those are the type of discriminations and, and that's the type of racism that kills because that kills lives, right? It doesn't allow you know, it doesn't allow people to build wealth. It doesn't allow people to have careers. It doesn't allow people to take care of their families. Those are the discriminations and the racisms that are important. Like just being an ignorant person and not liking black people, if you ain't harming me or stopping me from living my life, I really don't care about that. Mm. But what I care about is when you see a guy like George Floyd be kneeled on for the amount of time he was kneeled on and not at any point was there any compassion Was there any care? Was there any concern? It's about the devaluing of black lives. That's more than that. That's more than just, I don't care about you. It's 
you don't exist to me and not existing for people is not okay. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Well, I think it's also good that you are asking questions. I know you had that issue when you had Mickey on. Well, Mike was very insensitive. He was. Mike, I mean, I, to the point where I saw Mickey in the airport and I had to apologize to her again because my ex had made her cry and she ended up leaving the conversation. And I was even just like, well, how did you, how could you, how would you say that? And he basically- yeah, he's he was talking to Mickey and this was the week that everything happened a couple years ago. And, you know, again, I wanted to bring my friend on because I'm like, I'm sorry that I haven't asked or haven't, you know, had these conversations with you. Like I I felt like a bad friend. And so. I mean, it was bad, but Mike basically said to her, well, it's just a numbers game, right? Like not every black person is going to experience race. And I was just like. It it was it was so insensitive when when I heard it and then it sh- her she was just like and then she I mean I had to call I mean she hung up the podcast and it was like I had to call her and she was I'm like I'm so sorry like and he was just but he's in his white privilege and you know I'm, I'm like why would you even think that it's a percentage game he's like well not every I'm like well, you don't know you're not fucking black you know like right. you don't know right yeah. So then we got into a fight and then it was just a whole thing. And then I, I mean, I, I've apologized to her, you know, a few times over and, um, you know, then I saw her in the airport and she was just like, you know, obviously being like, I'm so glad you're not in that anymore. And then we had the conversation again, but she was like, it was just so arrogant. And, but I mean, obviously, I mean, was that, I would think that'd be upsetting to hear. And I, but. That, that, that's the, that's kind of what RC was saying earlier. That's the ignorance that hurts people. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the ignorance. If Mike, whatever his name is. If he doesn't like me, I don't care. Like she said, I don't care. It's when he's around and being influential on the next generation. Mm-hmm. And he's mm-hmm. putting that crap in a child's mind or a kid's mind. And now that person's around my kids and later on in life. Like, yep. like we don't want to be friends with everybody. I don't want everybody to just see me and just want to give me a hug. Right. I just want to be looked at. I'll joke sometimes. I'll be like, I'll go to work and I'll walk in work joking around with my coworkers and radio. And I'll be like, listen, y'all, y'all treat me like a white man today. That's what I want today. I'm having a bad day. Treat me like a white man. And, it, you know, it's funny, even laughs. But then when you think about it, he's mm-hmm. like, so what's the difference? And I'll look and be like, there's a difference, though, isn't there? And mm-hmm. it just, you know, just little things mm-hmm. you just make it just turn over and make that click. So, yeah, like that, the 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 generational, if you don't want to call it hate, the ignorance or the ignoring a something that's going on, that's when it's perpetuated generation after generation. And that's what we're really trying to get away from. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. 
With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit expresspros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow, I'm never going back. Tacovas, you guys, this festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio, or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. It's interesting because, like, I have a thirteen-year-old son who, you know, I mean, he has white friends, he has mixed friends, he has full—I mean, just all over the board, and. He, they don't really see any difference. Like I watch them and I can tell they truly don't see any difference in them. But it's so scary because it's like, what do I do as a mother of a white boy to help? Because as he gets older, you know, I mean, I'm sure they, I say, I say that. I'm sure they do feel, di- I'm sure they're, they feel, they can feel differently. But as a mother of a white boy, it's, I, I sometimes have a hard time you know, like if he doesn't understand why, 
you know, his friend Chavis, for instance, like why he feels differently because he's a black boy or whatever. It's just it's a hard. And again, we don't want to sound insensitive, but it is kind of asking the question, like, how do we really teach our white kids to treat everyone that you know what I mean? And, and it's like a hard question. It's like you want to address it, but then addressing it feels like you're separating is kind of creating a divide. I think I think kids are a sponge. Yeah. You know, kids are going to do what they see their parents do. They're going to mm-hmm. interact the way they see their parent their parents interact. You know, they'll be able to get some, you know, different um, teachings at school through their peers. Uh, but I think that the the, the majority of it, uh, the, the reflection of what they see at home will overshadow, you know, what they're getting at school, at least at a certain age. Now they get to a point where this is all they see. You know, mm-hmm. you can try your hardest to keep them off TikTok, Instagram, all these different places where this stuff is just overly uh, uh, exposed and and not necessarily uh, regulated as it should be for kids. Mm-hmm. But we as parents, we you know, we try our hardest. We yep. try our hardest to keep our, our kids young and keep them close. But they become teenagers. Mm-hmm. And in my book, in my mind, I, I say it all the time. And I think I've said it on the show. My son turned teenager and he turned into an asshole. <laughs> and as much as I tried myself to, look, try to give him everything to, to keep him in line, to make sure that he doesn't want for anything. You're going to earn these things. Mm. You know, you treat people accordingly with respect. Uh, try to teach them how to be a decent adult. You know, they're going to have friends and, and, and that pull them certain directions and you can give them all you can. Uh, you just got to keep giving them love and, um, you know, you got to hold out on faith and, and hope that they get it because yeah. truthfully, they're not going to always get it. Some kids are amazing. I tell Ryan all the time, I think his son Jordan is amazing. I was overly impressed by the young man. I think him and his wife did a great job with him. Uh, on the other hand, I would always say my son is amazing. He's an amazing human. You know, he he doesn't have a racist or a discriminatory bone in his body, but he does some other things that I'm not always uh, uh, happy about. But uh, I try my best as a parent. So you just continue to do what you believe. And um, I think that the kids are going to take what they take. Uh, and sometimes naturally they just have it in them. It's part of their DNA to be a, just a great, sure. soft-spoken, outgoing yep. person. And sometimes, you know, they have to fight those those things out in the classroom and out in society. And that's not always easy, you know, because peer pressure is tough. Um, but as parents, we just got to, you know, try our best to be examples at home with our words. Mm-hmm. More, more than our actions, a lot of times, our words are huge because mm-hmm. they take things like they're taking it from YouTube and these other, other places. Uh, my son coming here after watching YouTube and he says a curse word. Like, where'd you get that from? You didn't hear us say it, but they're able to get these, they're exposed to different things. But, you know, when we slip, things tend to slip through the cracks. But uh, at the end of the day, we start with respect at home. That's what we want to demand. That's what we want to give. And after that, we just try our best to, you know, fix whatever might go wrong on the outside. Uh, but love is love, you know, and I, and I don't think we're born with hate in our, in our, in our you know, makeup. Uh, but it does... It, it can seep in. Yeah. But you got to just try your best to be the best you can with them and uh, let them live their lives and go going forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a question for ladies. Is um, 
is, you know, your kids uh, being accepting, uh, being non-discriminatory, uh, not being racist. Is that important to both of you? Absolutely. Okay. So think about the other things in parenting that are important for you, right? When, when you think about, you know, you, hard work, uh, being a certain way at school, all of these things, you make sure you express those things to your children, right? Like all, all the things you want them to be and you want implemented into their lives, you make sure that those things are taught in your home. Mm-hmm. Why should racism be any different? You understand what I'm saying? Like, like why, why can't you have that conversation it's, if it's important to you? And I think that's the biggest thing. Um, there's a difference in being, uh, in not being racist and being an anti-racist, if you can understand what I'm saying. Because now, if you're telling your kids, we are supposed to accept everyone. Everyone deserves to be treated fairly. Everyone deserves to be treated equally. Everyone is entitled to the same liberty and rights as anyone else in this country. And if you do see those sort of injustices, if you are around those sorts of, of racism, separate yourself from those. Not necessarily, you don't have to tell them, go change the world, right? Mm-hmm. But the same way you want, we try to implement into our children who we want them to be every day, right? Like, like that's what we do. We want them to be successful. We want them to be smart. We want them to be great humans. Every day we are teaching our kids what to be. Why is it a problem to say, and also on the other side of that, you need to treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. You need to treat people with kindness, no matter their color, no matter their gender, gender, no matter their religious affiliations. Everyone is entitled to be treated as a human. Mm-hmm. And I think that simple part of the conversation is not separation. It's actually inclusion. Mm-hmm. But what happens is we try, right? Like, like, we make excuses for ourselves to not have to do certain things. Like, I don't want to talk about racism because I don't want my son to see color. That's, that's not okay. That's not mm-hmm. true. Because everybody sees color. Well, and this is probably a really terrible example, but to, to that, like, we were at the passport place in Atlanta and my daughter and I were playing I Spy. And so I was like, I spy something green. And then she goes, I, we were sitting next to an African-American man and she goes, I spy something black. And then I was just like, no, like, cause I was just like, I don't want to like, I'm like thinking in my head, like, oh my God, is she going to think like, is she, she, is she thinking, you know, is it, I was like, I, and then I ended up having a conversation like, Hey baby, like, you know, I don't, and ended up just being the keyboard. But in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, like, I really think that up until the last couple of years, we were kind of told not to call a black person, a black person. Mm-hmm. I, I I know I've been taught that. And so it makes us uncomfortable when someone says that. But now I think that it's kind of people are saying like, yes, you see color. Don't say I don't see color because you yep. see color. And that's the conversation that me and my son have had a lot. And he's a great human being. He's and he has friends all over that. And we do have those conversations, Good. a lot of those conversations. But I do sometimes get to that you know, place of what I've been taught. And I'm like, and I get scared, you know, I'm like, oh, you're a black friend. Oh, wait, should I, you know, you know, he is black. Can I say that he's black, you know, or, you know, whatever. And I think it's just being honest. I think you're right. And having those conversations. And I think I'm amazed at how 
I mean, I I guess I give us props because we have raised him right. And he does love everybody the same, but it's definitely an ongoing conversation. I agree. Right. I think you look at like kids are so kids are so different from us. Right. Because even, you know, like I joke all the time, you know, I went to Catholic school and I grew up a certain way and I played sports. And so there are so many influential white people in my life, you know, like I'm still close to my coaches from growing up. Because those were the people that did a ton for me and helped me. It's as you get older and become more aware that these biases affect your life. You know, um, I think like like you mentioned being 13 and those kids, like they truly don't see a difference. Yeah. Like they're really like it's homeboy. Like we all go to school together. We play basketball it is what it is. But then as you get older, think about like really look at your life and think to yourself, how often do I plan a dinner? Do I plan a party? Do I have an outing that I'm inviting somebody that doesn't look like me? Right? Mm-hmm. How many how many groups or couples or families are people I'm close to that didn't grow up like me? Mm-hmm. Right? We begin to section ourselves off as we get older. Because obviously you want to be around people who you have common interests with and understanding and who you enjoy being around. But the age your son is, when you're at school, you don't get to pick who you go mm-hmm. to school. What mm-hmm. I always amazing is when we get to a point in our lives where we get to pick our friends, we get to pick our surroundings, that's when we truly start to segregate. Mm-hmm. Right? You're around people that look like you. Interesting. That is and, interesting. Uh, and one more thing too, um, the whole thing about not bringing up race, is it protecting them from the race, racial talk, whatever? I hate when somebody's like, hey, you guys outside. Who? He's about 6'4". He has short hair. Black or white dude. It, <laughs> it's going to cut out half the population if you just say black or white dude. <laughs> like, just running from the word black or white doesn't make you not racist or racist. Right. It's a description words. So, like, my, my son, my kid, I'm going fishing Saturday. Who are you fishing with? My white buddy down in the Keys. Oh, Scotty. Yeah, Scotty, you remember Scotty? And we just, it's like, it's not nothing negative to that. Do you, think everyone, do you think everyone feels that way though? Like I literally just had the, this conversation with my husband who is white, who described someone as a black man. I'm like, well, why did you have to say that he's black? He's like, because he's black and that's descriptive word. But I don't say yeah, my white friend, Julie, like, I don't know. But he like, was trying to explain to me because there was a white one and there was a black one, you know? So he was trying to explain, but I like kind of like, defensive like well what is that supposed to mean i don't know so it's it's i don't know it's hard it's just it's, it's, it's saying you know if somebody's like hey tanner what are you doing i was on a podcast which one with <laughs> two people that have long hair <laughs> no. well that's these what i white, would think these but... two white ladies up in nashville got us on the wind down like it's just a description right. word like I, that, okay. that gets to me too it's the first thing i said about anybody who's outside big old black dude <laughs> oh <Taylor. laughs> so like this and even that just to say that with the kids too like if you run from words like Mm -hmm. freddie was saying too if you run from it then they start running from it yeah Mm -hmm. but they're not going to get away from it Mm -hmm. so now they learn it through their friends and through other people because we got i have a 10 and a nine year old and we talk about they see me snap on people because somebody says something derogatory towards another race and they're in the back seat and i'm driving and i'll be like hey don't don't put that crap in my kids minds don't mm-hmm. be talking about this and that or using these racial slurs or whatever you want to call it around my children. I'm not doing that to them. You do that to your kids. And my kids will sit there 
And through that, it clicks to them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, dad don't like that. Dad ain't dealing with that. So, like, I would say don't be scared of it. Because running mm-hmm. from it, nobody's changing if you run it from it. Just talk about Agreed. it. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicles and operation compatible device and vehicle require. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job, not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to expresspros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call, and one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So I've recently got some boots in the mail that I had to try because I'm a boot girl. I love boots, but wow. I'm never going back to Kova's, you guys. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert. Tacova's has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by our local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather and custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's Tacovas, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24 seven. Ooh. Yeah, but look at you. Yeah, right. But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. 
This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877-351-0300 and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. Well, thank you guys for having this conversation. And, you know, at the end of, I think it was the end or the beginning of y'all's podcast, you asked me what my pivot was. And so I want to know what your guys' pivot was in life. So Fred, I'm going to start with you, babe. Uh, I'm first up. You sure <laughs> are. Because you always are last at that last little thing. So I'm making you go first up now. <laughs> uh, no pressure, no pressure. Uh, for me, Jana, it, it's really, uh, other than my last pivot, which was an amazing pivot, to start this show, The Pivot, I thought that was a great move. Uh, it just opened my eyes on a lot. You know, you can, you know, befriend guys, and but you still have to go back and, and, and take care of your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, that was the third strike for me where I've allowed someone to get me comfortable uh, within myself mm-hmm. and, and actually take advantage of me, you know, to a certain extent. My, my first agent was a, was a Black guy. Uh, who I, my, my father didn't come back from the military until I was a sophomore or junior in high school. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a relationship when I was young. My mom didn't know who my father were, was uh, until later on. And um, we did DNA tests, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. He came back in my life, but we still didn't have a relationship. So when I left college, the first guy, that guy wanted to be my agent. Sure, fine, okay. He took advantage of me, put some of my, First signing bonus in the Ponzi scheme. That was mistake number one, but I learned a valuable lesson then, wow. uh, or at least I thought I did. Um, going forward, went with a Jewish guy. The Jewish guys are good guys. They know money, et cetera. Befriended me back at college. Long story short, that went south. Mm-hmm. I lost some money. Learned a lesson now that I try and teach my children. Um, and lastly, the, the most recent one, by not having all of the business buttoned up prior to starting this podcast, which we have everything buttoned up. I love these guys, positive energy. The chemistry is amazing. Mm-hmm. Alicia, she does a great job along with our in-house attorney, Johnny Williams. So we have things buttoned up, you know, and, and we're able to be transparent with each other and um, things are moving good. But I say all that to say my, my biggest pivot for me in life is, um, you know, just just being more responsible, being an adult, uh, having those situations allow me to be a better father, a better husband, a better friend. I'm always trying to teach through those things where I um, I talk finance. We don't get that a lot in our communities. Mm-hmm. I come from dis- disadvantaged community, uh, disadvantaged household, but we just didn't have financial literacy in our household. I was the first millionaire. Uh, so learning these things and trying and giving them back to uh, my communities, to my family, my friends, uh, to, to upcoming athletes. Mm-hmm. I would say that's my biggest pivot because I never thought I had to really know these things. I thought I can just, you know, hire people and trust them and put them in position to do right by me, but it didn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. So learning it myself, taking the time, and now I'm able to give it back and I'm better for it. I'd say that's my biggest pivot because I can give back a lot. I love that. Thank you. 
Channing, my little duet singer of, of Little Mermaid. <laughs> Whoa, that was good. Have you been, have you been working on your, you, your singing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a lot of praise. I appreciate you giving me that platform. You're welcome, to, baby. To be <laughs> but no, um, my biggest pivot, I say, you know, a lot of people say retirement. Because retirement, it's, it's not easy. But uh, we all three kind of had something to fall into mm-hmm. after retiring from football and that being your life for so long. But when I really, when you ask and I think about it, it obviously, honestly, was kind of like Fred said, like growing up, you know, getting married, meet my wife, mm-hmm. having kids, like changing my, changing that aspect of life, like not hanging out as much anymore, not you know, always going out, calling the boys in the morning, going out, you know, to watch every game, going out and do this, and more shifting to being a father, being responsible, giving those lessons we talked about today, like really making an effort that when you when we're going fishing, and me and my family, my wife, we all fish a lot. Mm-hmm. When we're fishing, try to have some meaningful conversations as well as the fun. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're sitting there, you're waiting, riding the boat to get to a fishing spot. We could talk about football or we could talk about something in life for five minutes. Just say a little something here or there. So really that, um, yeah, getting married. My wife changed me a lot. I didn't I never I didn't I wanted to have kids, but I didn't want to get married. It was weird little dynamic in my mind. <laughs> but once I found Asia, once I found my wife and like, you know, got somebody to talk to and that can, you know, we do everything together, the finances, the mortgages, the investments, the everybody I know she knows on our whole entire life. I never thought I would be there with another human. Mm-hmm. And just that, that was just a big pivot for me. And just a, you know, like happily married man, like I really am a damn happily married man. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. awesome. You're so cute, Jenny. So cute. <laughs> it is, man. You know, I got a bouquet now. I'm happy with my bouquet. <laughs> he ain't talking about the rose. He didn't talk about walking down the street in Gainesville, barefoot, breaking yeah. in bars, getting arrested. He's a changed yeah. man. Wow. <laughs> that's, I, was, that's... I was getting locked up, all kind of stuff until I met my wife. Channing, no. I love that. Wow. I mean, not the locked up part, but the, your wife. You know, sometimes it takes a special woman to lock you down in a different way, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and I have a very, a very special one. Good. Yeah. I, I, um, I guess it's, it's a hard question. Um, I think that, like, I'm still pivoting, mm. to be honest. Um, you know, you continue, like, life is an evolution, you know, and I'm certainly not great every place I need to be great in life, you know, and you continue to, you know, you continue to work, you continue to try to be better. You try to, you try to listen to the people that are close to you, but you go through like so many, like so many different phases in life. Uh, you know, Channing mentioned retirement, Fred talked to you about the different agents and the people that, you know, try to take advantage of you. I think the the biggest pivot for me has been, understanding and being okay with being who I am. Mm. You know, I think we, we always feel like we have to be certain things or we have to show a certain way and we want to be perceived a certain way. And the thing that changed for me probably a few years ago was that, you know what, this is who I am. I'm going to be consistent in being that and I'm going to be it every day. And that way people will look at me and they may not like it. They may not love it but they'll know who I am. Mm -hmm. Now they can look at me and say, this is who Ryan Clark is. And this is how I want to treat. This is how I want him to be a part of my life. And I think that that was, that was something that, that freed me to be honest, you know, to, to be able to be authentically you and not have the fear of being rejected. Mm. 
right? Because I think it's always so hard for us to truly be vulnerable and show people who we are because now if they don't accept us, we feel like something's wrong with us. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas if we walk around and we're fake and we're trying to make everyone happy, we may be accepted in every room, but we're never truly ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was just waking up one day and being like, man, like this is it. You know, cause I always had like that chip on my shoulder, the underdog thing, not fast enough, not big enough, all of these things my entire life. So I always felt like I had to please people around me and make people happy. And so it was just finally getting to a point where I was like, nah, you know what? I don't really care mm-hmm. how you feel about it. But this is who God made me to be. Um, it always needs to improve, right? And you always have to be working to be better. But we kind of are what we are, guys, you know? And like it or love, I'm going to give you that same thing every single day. I love that. Well, Fred, Channing, uh, Ryan, thank you guys so much for coming on Wind Down. It's been awesome. I just I adore you guys. I think you guys are amazing. And I just thank you for having the conversation and, and being friends. No, nah, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. You put us in, Jenna, you put us in like a whole new podcasting world <laughs> in like the first month and a half of our show. Like just <laughs> like when, when people talk about that show, you know, and I can be honest, I'm gonna be really quick. I know we got to go. No, no, you're, oh, you're... that was like, that was a big deal for our conversation, mm-hmm. right? You were, you know, you were our first woman mm-hmm. and you, our first woman was a white woman on a largely, you know, African-American and black and minority supported show, you know? And so it were, there were conversations that had to be had about how we would be seen. And truly like, we all just got to a point where we was like, F it, you mm-hmm. know, and it was, and I'm gonna be honest, it was you that made us feel that. Yeah. Like, so after, after we shot it and after we yep. saw it, we were all like, drop it, yep. put it out. I'll be honest, you know, we talked about race on here a lot. It went from it being a white woman to it being Jana. Mm. You know, and I think I think it, it taught it taught us something. It taught our it taught our subscribers and our followers something that every story has a right to be told mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you told your story on our platform in our show in the way that you did i'm telling you as soon as it was over we was all like yeah put that out like that's that's amazing <laughs> and it wasn't because you was just, you know it wasn't because you know you were the white actress singer lady because, <laughs> you know you came on the show and you were Jana kramer like one of the homegirls yeah you know yeah. you guys talked about like what y'all can show your kids, show your kids that, mm-hmm. that a white woman who's been through a ton of things sat down with three former football players that were all black and everybody had a connection. Mm-hmm. Everybody find a commonality. Everyone could have a conversation. That's what you taught the world or everybody who watched our show that, you know what, man, like what we look like matters. But it's more about what we, how we move, how we relate, how we treat each other. And so thank you so much. You know, if you ever need us, we got you because you did something for us that was amazing. Same, same, same. Like, I feel all the same love. So thank you. And yes, I'm here and I'm just like, I'm just, 
still cry, boys. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, guys, thank you. And um, I'm going to make sure everyone that's listening to Wind Down right now watches um, and listens to The Pivot. Thank you. All right. Thank you you guys so much. Seriously. Appreciate you. Okay. Have a great one. Anytime. Okay. All right. Bye. I love them. Love. I'm just obsessed with them. Like, I just like, I I just feel like they're like my like friends. Like they got my back. Yeah, they do. And I'm like, I got their back. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm obsessed with them so much. Yeah. Such a great conversation. It's so good. It's such a good conversation to have. I love it. Um, I mean, that's our show, guys, Yeah, because that's like you just can't even um, listen to the the Pivot podcast wherever you get your podcasts with Channing Crowder, Fred Taylor, Ryan Clark. They're three amazing former professional football players, um, and they talk about real deep stuff. And again, I really um, you should definitely listen back to the and watch the episode that I did with them. I remember watching it, too, being like, wow, like that was it was so good. It's a good conversation. Um, but see you next week. You know, I don't even know where to start with this because it's the comfort, it's the style, it's the whole look. That's what I love about my Tacovas. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots and Tacovas is your stop before attending your next concert. All Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend and Tacovas has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Shop by your local Tacovas store, have a complimentary drink and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's tacovas, T E C O V A S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.